Jennifer Zang. Yes, Jackie Lopez. Give me three words to describe the killing game. Are you ready? I'm so ready. World. World. War. War. Two. What? This is Seven of Wine. <laughs> Y'all, we are so pumped for this right now. My name's Jacqueline Lopez. That was Jennifer Zhang. This is Seven of Wine, the podcast where we talk about the most rewatched series on Netflix, Star Trek Voyager. And we also talk about wine at the same time. Mm -hmm. And this week's episode is actually two episodes. Mm -hmm. The Killing Game, parts one and two. That's two in French. We're topical. We're timely. We're timely in so many ways. Yes. And really, it was a gift. It was a, it was a sheer delight. Oh, so uh, good. So, uh, Jennifer, give us a quick synopsis of The Killing Game in total. Twould be my pleasure. I'm so excited. Twould be. Twould be. After a hostile takeover of the ship, <gasps> a predatory species known as the Herogen run the crew through different wartime simulations over and over again so they can hunt them for sport. Rude. In new and exotic locales and also gather some information, as we shall find. Mm-mm. Bringing them to the brink of death and then wiping their memories. It's some fucked up That's shit. That's so mean. It's really messed up. That's- so the tides actually turn for the Herogen in their little game of war when oh. they decide to run a new simulation of a scenario from Earth. A little something we like to call... Oh. A World War II. Oh, that's a little something. Just a little one. Just a little something. Just a little, 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 little something. A little something, something. Ugh, I'm so excited already, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. The tides a turn. But before we get into that, let's go through the wine you picked. It's a 2016 from Napa Valley. It's a Chardonnay. Uh, why did you pick said wine, Jennifer? Why? Because it is, uh, it's called Textbook, and we are exploring the Trek universe in one of the most historic uh, events in all of history, American history, certainly. And, Which uh, you would find in a... Uh, um, um, uh, a Wikipedia? Uh, I would um, say a textbook. A textbook? Oh, a, te- a textbook. A, a documentary on Netflix? A nay. A, a nay, textbook. Nay. They didn't have that wine there. <laughs> Naysayers. Let's read the back of this sweet bottle. Which is a, a, our first white. It is our first white wine. It is a Chardonnay. Or as they say in French... A Chardonnay. (laughs) Uh, We produced 54 barrels of our vintage 2016 Chardonnay from two superbly situated Napa Valley vineyards. They don't tell you where. They just say they're there. Hand hand pruned, hand picked, gently pressed. (laughs) Okay. And then matured in small French oak barrels for nine months like a baby doesn't say like a baby. I just added that. It displays the textbook qualities of Napa Valley's finest Chardonnay. Cheers. Cheers, love. Jen. Ting. Ting. Let's go. And here we go. Here we go. Down the hatch. Down the hatch. What are we tasting, Jen? Ooh. Ooh. It's really crisp right at the top. You do get those pear notes 
pretty, pretty, pretty much right in your face. But then it's butter. It it smooths out into like a buttery, but butter thing. So I taste minerals in it. I do taste crisp. I taste bite. But you're absolutely right. It mellows out a bit quickly. Like it, yeah. I mean, it just it just kind of it's like a slip and slide. It's. <laughs> Into, into a, a kiddie pool full of butter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of kiddie pools that we slide into, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about this episode right here. Yeah, I like it. So this is definitely, this is an episode of firsts. It's our first Herogen episode. and um, no, Well, our, our first Herogen episode. Yes, our Not first Not in Herogen. the context of Voyager Mm-mm. at the time. No. Um, and the Herogen, in my opinion, uh, are some of the best baddies that Voyager introduces into the Star Trek universe because they're essentially Predator. Like, Predator, not uh, singular on purpose. Like, Predator, the ones you know from the movies. Yes. They are a culture of hunters. Mm -hmm. They live for the hunt. And it plays huge in this episode, which also features Nazis. Because you start to, because throughout the whole thing, you compare, like, Nazi and Herogen philosophy. It is such a... Fascinating. Like when they do that, it is such a fascinating thing. But we're jumping ahead, but you're yeah. absolutely right. And it's what's what's so crazy is, you know, you have all these different cultures that stick to code. Yeah. And their code, it's so funny because usually when you have that predatorial, it's just all instinct. Yeah. But theirs is methodical. Very methodical. Which is really fascinating. Yeah. Very because, philosophical. Exactly. Because you would think that people or, or alien species that have, uh, you know, are sentient and, and can that 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 go beyond the instinctive would think this through Mm -hmm. and be like hey maybe not Mm -hmm. killing not the best thing but these guys are like oh no we thought it through they've made a science a culture a civilization of killing and it binds their people together or does it we're about to find out here we go so we go as soon as we jump in we see janeway as a klingon What? what makes no sense and she gets skewered she gets skewered. Essentially, and it was so refreshing right from the beginning to see um, Kate Mulgrew in an action sequence. Pretty darn cool. Fighting with the Batleth. Nice little surprise. Her getting stabbed, not as nice. But, you know, she held her own for a little bit. Uh, it's quickly revealed because you're like, why is she cling on? It's quickly revealed that she's in a simulation. And they take her to the sick bay where she's going to get dragged back from the brink of death. Mm-hmm. So like, she's on Voyager. She's definitely on Voyager. And uh, But this was completely against her. So we know two things. A, against her will. Yeah. B, the Herogen are here. Yeah. What the fuck? And C, she actually has no idea that she's not supposed to be Klingon. Yes. She's, so we jump past the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we discover uh, that the Herogen have taken over Voyager. They, they don't tell us how, and it doesn't matter. That's one of the things I love about how they set this up, mm. is that we've jumped into a scenario where, for whatever reason, the Herogen have already taken over Voyager. And what they've decided to do with this great victory is to um, do something very counterintuitive to what they do, which is instead of just making the kills and taking, like, you know, skulls and rib cages and whatever for trophies, they've decided to take their captors and run them through simulations on their holodeck. Yes. Um, that are all war-based in, in an effort to study um, different the different behaviors of their prey. It's it's the first time we've seen the Herogen behave this way. The commander of the Herogen, who's taken over the ship, has um, 
seen some potential in the holodeck and he's discovered an interesting simulation that he now wants to take the injured and patched up Janeway and insert her in. Yes. Which is a little something called World War II. It's a little something called World War II. And before we dive right into it, I just want to say I'm so glad that Voyager got to... Because Star Trek, you know, takes on different eras, puts the Starfleet officers in different um, scenarios, fictional and historical. And I'm so glad we got to see Voyager do World War II. It's so much oh, fun. So and especially good. the minute you hear them say, I found this simulation called World War II, your brain starts going, okay, who's going to play what? Holy crap. Who's going to do what? Nazis. How are we doing this? We're going to see Janeway fight Nazis. Janeway fighting Nazis. <laughs> you guys, it's going to be so lit. And it is. It is. So we we get thrown right into a club. Now Janeway, for the captain formerly known as Janeway, is now Katrine. The the head of Le Cour de Lyon, which means the heart of the lion. Mm. It is a nightclub, a trendy little nightclub mm-hmm. in the heart of France, in a a city that is disputed territory in the midst of World War II. Yeah. Currently, oui. its allegiances are neutral. Um, the Germans have taken over and placed a headquarters there. And uh, and Katrine, um, enterprising woman as she is, yes. has decided at least outwardly, that she's not going to side with the Allied forces or the Nazis just yet. She she just wants everyone to have a good time. She's Switzerland right now, yeah. y'all. Leave the war at the door, she says. Leave the... That's the that's what the, the mat says when you're entering. Yeah. Leave the war at the door. So we see Janeway as the beautiful, gracious, stately host of this nightclub. The Herogen come in as Nazis in Nazi uniforms. So fucking weird. I love it. It's alien species in Nazi uniforms. Oh, and that, and that, and it runs the gamut, right? No, everybody's accent is still the same. Yeah. Oh, and we open actually with Seven singing. Singing. And it's such a delight. Because the thing is... <laughs> I love as- it. Such a it delight. is such a delight because as a as a kid, I was certain that Jerry Ryan was just lip syncing, mm. but that's really Jerry Ryan singing. She has a a she's a pleasant a, voice, a a budgie, a very a, an absolute songbird, and she sings this song. Which fun fact um, is, uh, I think it's called "It Can't Be Wrong," okay, and it's from a musical that nobody knows called "Now Voyager." Stop right now. I'm not kidding you. Stop. It is from a a, a, vo- a a musical, an obscure musical from the 19, I believe, 50s or 40s, whatever, called Now Voyager. You guys, I'm dead. I'm dead. I they know. did their, they had fun. They had fun they with They were this. like, oh, we're doing like, you know, when they were doing the writing for the for the season, they're like, oh. we're going to do World War II. They're like, mm, we're researching this. Yeah. Throwaway episode, throwaway. Yes, yes. World War II. So it's such a sumptuous environment to have mm-hmm. to be discovering the Star Trek, uh, the the Voyager crew. To to Vox, her bartender, bartender. The wardrobe is on, on point. It's so good. So we see uh, um, Seven of Nine is regaling the the club goers with this beautiful song. Um, Janeway is rubbing. She's rubbing elbows with uh, the Nazis. Hey, you guys. Yeah. Where's your elbow? Rub, rub. So the song concludes. Yes. Um, we see Janeway, who's entertaining the Nazis. Oh, yes. And then the lovely evening just kind of, like, winds down. And then we discover what is actually going on, which I love. I love. Which is that the Star Trek crew, they're actually part of the Resistance. Yeah, they are! They're part yeah, of the Resistance. Yeah, they are! And they, they have this whole, this whole uh, covert operation going on. Yeah, they where are. Where... 
not only are they counting the money from the till at the end of the night, because let's face it, it's a nightclub. It's got to make some money, right? Um, but they're discussing what the next move is in aiding the resistance because the Americans are on their way. The Americans are on their way. And furthermore, what I think is so great, first off, again, Janeway at the helm because naturally. And what I love is that the money is going towards the resistance. So good. So we know that they've picked a side. We're also learning that Tuvok is a little... What's going on with Seven? Is she going to sabotage us? Mm-hmm. So that seed is planted initially. Yeah. Um, and But we also, we realize, yes, the Americans are coming. Uh, Janeway and, and the rest of the Voyager crew are with the resistance. Mm-hmm. And that they are trying to figure out how to get in, how to infiltrate the Nazi base and get more yeah. reconnaissance. Yeah. And, and what's really, really great about this as Jackie and I have just gushed over all day long. Oh, we do it all the time. Facebook Messenger, just back and forth all day long about Star it. Trek Voyager. We do. It. <laughs> we do. Um, what's really great about this, and and what's great about every time Star Trek does this, where they kind of place um, the crew, any crew of any series, in an you know anachronistic sense, like they put them in a different era or whatever, is that the characters retain. Um, their personalities, right? So here, when we see all the characters grouped up, uh, Tuvok, Seven, and Janeway talking about how their what their next move is, Janeway is by she is trying to strategically plan how to get more information um, by you know using her brains, using her smarts in it, in order to aid the Allied forces. Seven is getting lippy because she is the munitions expert. Um, in this scenario, mm-hmm. she's the she's the you know, the nightclub singer, but also the munitions expert. Because that's what they were. That's and how she, they moonlight. And she feels like what they should be doing, right, is um, shoring up and building their artillery because she thinks that when the Americans arrive, what they're going to need is firepower. Yes. And she wants to build a mini army, as the Borg would. Yep. They want to they have numbers. Yep. They want to be able to send in troops. But Janeway's like, no, that's not the smart thing. We need to be putting all of our efforts into... Strategy. Strategy. Absolutely. And, and Tuvok, meanwhile, is the security officer that spills over into this role as a bartender. He's the guy who's suspicious of Seven because he needs to be on his game in terms of where, is, where are the glitches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's Janeway's right-hand man, so he's looking out for her just as much as he's looking out for the entire operation, yeah. which, is, which is fascinating. Yeah. So right after this, we see Neelix. <laughs> And what's fun what's fun about this scenario is exactly what we'd already described, which is like we see the Hirogen in Nazi uniforms. They're obviously not people. Everyone no. everyone around everyone around them, all the simulated Nazis, all the simulated civilians are all reacting to the people, you know, in the environment as if they're humans. But it's like aliens walking around in Nazi oh, uniforms. Oh, absolutely. No one has an accent. You no. know, I mean, the simulations in theory have the accent, but yeah. outside of that, our crewmen Look the exact same. Yeah. With, of course, the exception of Bolana Torres. Yes. But we all know from behind the scenes knowledge that Roxanne Dawson was actually pregnant. So pregnant. So pregnant oh, during this season. And this was the pregnant. only iteration where she was allowed to really just let it hang let out. Let it hang out. <laughs> just let it let it hang out. But girl. aside from that, everybody Turned looks the same. So Neelix is a Talaxian just riding along in his bike through the wee, streets. Wee, of- with the baguettes. Through, through the streets of Paris, Woo-hoo. he gets stopped by the Nazis, um, the Herogen, who are behaving as Nazis, right? Herotzis? Herotzis. <laughs> <laughs> Herotzi. It's like Yahtzee. Herotzi! 
Nazi. Um, and the uh, Hirogen that we see, you know, I know he has a name, but it doesn't really matter. He's just the uppity one. The, uh, yeah. He's the one who doesn't see the point in running this simulation. He just wants to kill everything. He really, he, he just wants to stick to tradition. And in the meantime, he's being forced to play Nazi. Mm. So he, as a Nazi officer, very begrudgingly stops Neelix as he's riding through the streets of Paris and is like, what are you doing? You know, what do you have there? Oh, it's a baguette. Oh, what is this, a bottle of wine? He just, like, fucks his shit up. Yeah, he's just being an asshole. He breaks the baguette. Why? Because he's rude. What would a guy bake into a fucking baguette? Well, maybe he's just really against carbs. You're right. He's on that keto diet. He's on that keto. He's on that Atkins, yo. Them Nazis on that Atkins, yo. (laughs) So, so, you know, you see, and he very plainly states to Neelix, he says, after he fucks up his shit, you know, like, breaks his bread, spills his wine, he says, like, if it were up to me, you'd be dead. I would kill you. Can you imagine, like, you're just walking around everyday life? Some guy walks up to you. Hey, by the way, I'd kill you if I could. Hey, by the way, dead to me. It's like, thanks, Literally. thanks, bruh. So Neelix gets back on his bike um, and rides to uh, the club. The Voyager HQ, Le Coup de Leon. Yes. Which it turns out that uh, the, his, uh, his, his picnic basket turned out to be a little more essential than we thought. Yeah, the Herogen were right to stop him and his little... His little bike and his little baguette and his little wine. So we're introduced to Brigitte, which is Bolana. So mm-hmm. we see her now in this situation. They're listening to Allied Forces radio, right? Yeah. Which was which was encrypted at the time, just like yeah. everybody else's radio. I thought it was so sexy. So what happens is they peel the bottle. Um, so very much in the fashion of what happened during the war, the the Allied forces give a broadcast, and the broadcast seems very benign. But then they also have a code that got uh, a code that goes along with it, and yeah. that's the key to cipher what the actual message meant. Yeah, and I don't know why, but it was so fucking baller to watch them decode that message together. Oh my together. god! So the 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 code, by the way, was the the bottle of it was the wine label. It was the wine. It was the wine. It's always it was, the wine. It's always it's always the, the wine, wine holds the key to I'm everything. Sort of drink Cheers. A lot of- Cheers. That holds the key. Textbook. (laughs) (laughs) The label, the back of the label is where Neelix, who is a communications officer in this case, has hidden the message or the the code, the um, the the codec. Right. And Bolana, in this case, we learn is the code breaker. She's the the uh, cipher. She she breaks the cipher. She breaks the cipher. And it's just you guys. I'm straight as they come, but I went gay in that moment. Oh you gosh, just see so Bolana and you see Janeway just working this code out. It's and just I'm like, a regular little Alan Turing. Her. Legitimately. <laughs> who needs the computer? Who yeah. needs who needs that computer? Oh, your Alexa went off. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> you said, said computer. computer. Um, but not the point. Point is, it was just so fucking clutch seeing yeah. them work at this thing. So what's what's Great. We're going to take like a really, I just want to break real fast to say it's really hard in this episode not to be invested in their war efforts. The thing is, we know as viewers that this, they're not actually fighting World War II, that they're in a simulation, right? But it's so hard to like remind yourself that because you're really invested in them beating the Nazis and they're not the real Nazis. And part of that, of course, is the fascination was ha- with how would Voyager fit into this world. Yeah. And they do it in such a clever way. Oh, and the and characters all have something to give to the effort. That's it. And that's so what's good. so excellent. So right now, so we learn they yep. break the code. They break the code. And the message that comes through um, is that the Americans are coming. 
and that what they need the resistance to do is to jam the communication, jam the um, German ability to... Uh, sorry, let me... Huh, this is working. You guys, Textbook. we got really hyped about that wine and now it's, it's happening. Basically, what they're saying is that the resistance needs to find a way to disable German communications out of the town. Gotcha. Right? It's going to be very important for what the Americans are going to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the resistance here, they're... You know, they're a very small unit, so they, they don't have insight into what the Americans are planning, but they have their directive now. We need to find a way to jam British, I'm sorry, German communications. How are they going to do it? Well, Bolana, uh, Brigitte, is preggers because uh, she, um, for you know, for the resistance, banged one of the German Nazi officers. What a fucking baller bitch. Yeah, that she has had romantic um, relations with one of the German officers, a high-ranking German officer, um, specifically because she noticed that he took an interest in her and she knew that if she could, um, you know, gain his favor, that she would have insight into. And so the whole time he thinks she's just a villager who has to put up with all this shit because she happens to be pregnant with a German baby. But she did it on purpose knowing that that gives her access. So she goes in. Mm -hmm. So she goes in, they buy it, she gets through the front door, and we are in, We immediately get into German high command, and we yeah. take a look around. Yeah. She sees where everything lays out. Yeah. And what's really excellent about this scene is, you know, you see her do her thing. She gets in there, she gets the information she needs, she sees where the, the radio is that's being used to transmit German, um, you know, communications out. But prior to her doing that... We actually see our first interaction between that uppity Hirogen and the Nazi officer. Yes. And it's so good because this is our first this is our first glimpse into how um Hirogen um philosophy butts up against or, you know, coincides with Nazi philosophy. Yes. And basically what this Herogen officer so does. So good. He dresses down that fucking Nazi. He say, he basically said because Nazis like you know well, yeah we're we're purifying the race we're the best we're blah 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 legit we're the best we're so good at what we do we're gonna win because just by 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 our natural rights we uh we deserve to own everything and we're the best and the Herogen like gets in his face and he says. You are underestimating your prey. Yep. Because his the whole basis of Nazi philosophy, as this guy like you know professes, is that everyone else is inferior, and that's why they're going to win. And he tells him, "You are underestimating your prey. It is dangerous." What it does is completely nullifies. Yeah. It, it completely nullifies what Nazis stand for. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Yeah. And and in one foul swoop and prophetic. Yeah. Because because the Nazis, you know, assuming that they just have uh, natural superiority, plays into historically speaking, plays into their loss against yeah. against the Allied forces. Yeah, you know, they they didn't have a God given right to own everything. No, um, hu hubris was their sin. Oh, absolutely, and, and that's the what Herogen points it out. Exactly, it takes it takes a person who it takes a species that wants to just kill human people. In, in general, yeah. to take a step back and be like, you ain't shit. No, you guys are you underestimating shit. your prey. That's where you're going to fall. Exactly. In your hubris, that is your downfall. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so this happens. We see, we see uh, Bolana 
Brigitte um, doing her thing. She's scoping. She's hugging. She's hugging her fake bow. And you see, and you see what's so funny about this is literally we're spending so little time on actual Voyager. So you really are invested in the war effort, right? Because the next place that we catch up is Neelix, who's on his way to deliver another communication. Okay. And that's when um, he gets fired on by the Nazis. Yeah. So basically, angry, unsettled Hirogen is Uppity just like Hirogen, who's like, these people suck. He's like, the, I'm done with this shit. The Nazis are stupid stupid this, this game is retarded this, i hate monopoly this is pretty much like bugs bunny birthday blowout I- <laughs> <laughs> it's this game this game makes no sense i hate this game this game is stupid why this- did my mom give it to me for my birthday dance monkey dance all starts- i wanted start shooting start shooting he starts just going crazy he decides he sees neelix he's like <laughs> he's-, he's like i've had enough of this guy he starts to try to shoot at him and, and then seven is just like Fuck this shit. Pops out of nowhere. Pops out of nowhere in her in her fucking bike. Yeah. And her little Mary Jane little shoes. Yep. And her little socks. And her pistol. And her pistol and her barrette. And she, just comes out and it's like, fuck this shit. And just fires it is, back. It is the funniest drive-by shooting. I love it because that's it's true to who she is right now in the series and in this simulation. So true. She's already... Uh, she's already established herself in the opening scenes as a munitions expert who wants to like you know (laughs) she's a munitions expert who wants to uh exercise her firepower yes she she has explosives she has all this stuff um and on voyager she is the borg who's you know got a lot of learning to do about not she still does not utilizing all the weapons that she happens to have yes yeah um, cause that makes the most sense. It is the most relevant. It is the most efficient. It is the most logical, blah, blah, blah. So in this case, um, they're shooting at her friend. She pops out of nowhere in the beautiful ensemble that you just described and fires, <laughs> fires, fires right back with her little pistols. She looks like Madeline, she's, she's got a gun. She starts shooting at the Nazis. This does not end well for her. This is not. So they get chased down an alley and they both get shot. They in the both back, get shot. Whew. They both get, they both get shot at. And they get transported back to sickbay. So yep. once more, we get all of a sudden, sorry, we were in the World War II fantasy. We're back on Voyager. We're back on Voyager. And um, what they end up doing with Neelix is, uh, because now he's dead. It, by all, in the simulation, he's dead, right? They've now lost their communications officer. Oh, and, and let's be, and we need to clarify all the safety protocol has been turned off. Oh, yeah. So everyone is... Everyone legitimately dies. Yeah. Everybody legitimately gets hurt. Everybody le- is legitimate. All Everything that blows up and shit actually has repercussions. And this is going to be a huge factor in, huge. in what goes on. Look, when you die in the Matrix... You guys, when you die in the Matrix... <laughs> you die in real life. You die in real life! So in this case, they Neelix is out... Um, <laughs> They're, they're they're actually able to save him, but in the context of the story, they're like, you know what, just put him in this other simulation, the one we saw in the beginning with the Klingons. And we need to also point out that um, that when we get back into sickbay, um, we have Doc there, right? And he's he's trying to tend to everyone, but even he's being stretched. Oh my God. They're, the Hirogen are doing so much damage to the people in all these, the Voyager crew in all these simulations where they keep you know, hunting them down, shooting them, that that the doc is, he can't keep up with all the injuries. And not just the doc. Mm-hmm. So what happens is at some point, I think we did cut to Harry Kim at, at one of these Yeah, instances. yeah, right. I think right after this. So right yeah. after. Okay, so let's just jump in it right now. So yeah. we're going with, we see the doc. The, the doc is saying, look, man, 
Yeah. People are getting broken bones. They need to heal, you know, well, and they're not getting that ability to heal themselves. No. I'm pushing the limits of me and I'm a fucking program on this shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's getting pushed. And if the program's getting pushed, you know, Voyager in general is getting pushed. Yeah. And that is the case. We all of a sudden, we see Harry Kim. And apparently, we get the exposition that they've been at this for three weeks. Oh, my God. And the way that they've been using Harry Kim, um, unfortunately, is that he's he's getting all these demands to keep expanding the holodeck. It's, it's huge. Yeah, the holodeck now, he's basically now... Um, routed all of the ship's power yes all of the ship's replication yep. um like abilities he all the replicator is just replicating more hollow emitters can he poop and i know right give the guy a poop break please give the guy a poop break but instead all he's doing is replicating hollow emitters and expanding the <laughs> expanding the holodeck so that it's taking up more and more of voyager they basically want to turn voyager into dz discovery zone stop right It's basically a giant simulation. But can we have our pizza party? That's mm, the big question. No, just a killing party. God damn it. I know. It's just... I don't want to have my party there anymore. You expect pizza. How about some death instead? How about... Um, we can't give you pizza. How about some death and Nazis? How about murder? Death and Nazis. Nazis. Oh, you want mojo potatoes? Um, mojo potatoes! We don't have those, but we have Nazis. How about some Nazis? I went down this slide and I ended up in World War II. How did that happen? <laughs> so, so Harry is very... Thank you, love. Jackie just poured me another. Oh, guys, we're, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this <laughs> so, bottle. So basically, it, it's very, very curious. Um, we don't have... The entire story just in this moment. But for some reason, the Herogen on Voyager want to keep expanding the simulation so that it takes over the whole ship. Yes. They're really, really into this for some reason. Um, Harry doesn't quite understand it. But it's, you know what? He doesn't really give a crap. And His, he really can't. No, he really, he doesn't have time. His efforts right now is how does he save the ship? So sexy. And he comes up with such a good plan. He's so fucking brilliant. So Why didn't good. you promote him, Janeway? Oh my god. Janeway! If, if there was any time to to like bump him up from Ensign, it would have been this. Because he so in his engineering prowess, he's able to, you know, when he has a spare moment, instead of pooping, <laughs> he decides He said, Nay, no. I will not go for the deuce. No. He decides to transport the doctor. In front of him. Because he has the hollow emitters everywhere. Everywhere. So he's able to bring the doctor to him. And in the very, very precious few moments that he has, he relays to him or relates to him a plan that he has hatched. He's, he's brewing a scheme. Yeah. And we've seen this with Harry before. Harry knows. He's, the, he's almost like the child, childlike wonder guy, right? He knows that we're all in this together. And he knows that we need to have everyone together in order to make it out alive. And so his goal is to get the doctor to jam the signals. that, uh, that he, To get the doctor to find a way to deactivate the neural interfaces that are keeping the Voyager crew from realizing what's happening. That's right. We forgot to jump. So we got to jump way ahead. When we first get introduced to Janeway dying and being resuscitated, the one thing that they care about, the Herogen care about, is that her neural uh, interface is still intact. It's mm -hmm. this tiny little triangle-looking Y-shaped thing. And that's basically making everyone believe they are actually part of the simulation yeah. and not part of Voyager. It reprograms them. So that is the thing that Harry Kim wants to fry and he needs the doc's help to do it. Yeah. And so they realize, and so the doc comes up with this scheme. Well, 
Seven's dead right now. Currently, I'm, yeah. Current, she's, uh, she's, she's laid respawning. out. She, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to troll the respawn, troll Jeremy. Respawn. <laughs> and I'm going to basically implant in her Borg mm-hmm. um, technology a way to jam the yeah. signal. And she'll be our agent on the inside. Basically, as soon as they reinsert her, redeploy her into, as soon as she respawns. When she respawns, um, she's... Within minute and within seconds, he says, within seconds, she her signal is going to get jammed and she will realize who she is mm-hmm. and she will remember what the doc told her, which is that she, her new directive inside the simulation is to jam everybody else's signals. Exactly. You know, and so that was the, that's the brief moment that he has with her in sickbay. So after he hatches this plan with Kim, he gets transported back to sickbay where he's with uh, Seven. Seven wakes up, regains consciousness because of him. And he basically tells her this plan. Says, yeah. Hey, look, you're not going to remember. And then you're going to remember you need to do this. You need to help me because the only way they can jam the signal is from the inside of the simulation. Yeah. He said, home girl, you my girl though, girl. Get in there. Get in there. Yeah. Help me jam some signals. Let's get the Voyager crew back to get um, Voyager assemble. I mean, like Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Good. Harry Kim. Good idea. And he's hatching this plan by himself while getting kicked around by you the Hirogen. You guys, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Like, MVP. Every time they get pissed at him, he's not working fast enough. They're just kicking his shit around. So it's He's just... got a cut on his face. There's blood on his face. It, it doesn't get wiped it's off. Rough. It's no rough. No one's it's... wiping it off, but his hair's still on point. It is, and it's hard to do science when you're getting your ass kicked at the same time. Ask any nerd in high school. <laughs> I was gonna say... <laughs> in college, when you go through the gauntlet and they beat you with foam bats while you're taking your final, I yes, hated that really Happened. really rough it was so, so rough so this is one of my it's actually my favorite yeah i'll go ahead and say it's one mm. of my favorite moments in this whole um two episode arc because okay. um seven gets uh respawned in the simulation yes um mid song mid song <laughs> so she's doing what she's doing she's singing a lovely tune to entertain the club goers and the nazis and the nazi who, and the nazi um, hero the not the the neurogens the neurogens <laughs> When her her uh, neural interface deactivates, and so she stops singing, and <laughs> she looks around, gathers herself, and she says, "I must discontinue this activity." <laughs> <laughs> Being singing, right? Um, now, what's funny is Janeway and Tuvok, uh, as Brigitte and bartender. I'm sorry, Katrine. as Katrine and bartender are already suspicious of her, right? Oh yeah. So they don't like that she stops singing because Janeway is like. I need you to keep singing so that I can keep milking these Nazis for details. And she's also done it once before. Understand that when she was even in the simulation, she was very antagonistic to the Nazis so much that she didn't want to continue what she was asked to do. Yeah, they asked her to sing another song. She's like, no, I'm going to take a little break. She's like, uh, nah. I'll be my trailer. I want, I'm in my trailer. Get my agent on the phone. So it's worse now because she actually stops mid-song, says, I don't want to do this anymore, and steps away. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because Seven doesn't sing. Uh, Seven does not she sing. She does not sing, as we'll find out later again um, in more dire circumstances. It is Catherine Katrine Dineway. Very significant to Katrine that on the eve of the Americans' arrival, that's it. The uh, Brigitte is starting to get a little weird, right? No, so she's no, like, it's, it's Mademoiselle. Deneuve. I'm sorry, yeah, Deneuve. I'm getting all their fucking. Do you names know? Just get stuff. their real names. Brigitte is Bolana. It's because we're bad. drinking. It's because we're drinking the wine. Textbook. Textbook. Which is actually. 
very buttery. Your prediction was correct. It is starting to mellow out. Thank you. So, okay. <laughs> so she, it's on the eve of the Americans' arrival, right? They have this very important mission, which is they're going to infiltrate the German headquarters with the reconnaissance, the intel that um, Brigitte has provided with her God reconnaissance. Balana, Balana goes in there, and says, "Hey, I know where to scramble the signal." They're like, "Let's, Let's do, do this shit." So um, they decide uh, and they execute this plan. It's the dead of night. Right? Dead of night. Katrine and um, Bartender and Brigitte and Seven of Nine decide to go, <laughs> decide to go into, uh, into the German headquarters, which happens to be also where the panel is located that um, Seven needs to access in order to jam more signals. So while everybody else is focused on like deactivating the German communications, Seven is has dislocated the uh, the panel and she's futzing with it. Well, yeah, and let's be clear. So the the plan is this. Seven and and Janeway are going to go into Nazi headquarters and blow sh- some shit up. Blow some shit up. Okay? And they're going to so they're going to do that. Tuvok's going to go outside and be a fucking sexy badass. Yeah. And I don't know what Brigitte's doing, but she's doing Belana's doing something funky. Yeah. But the bottom line is is you know, but the parting words before the the eve of of war or it is the eve. Before shit goes down, Tufak goes, can you trust her? Yeah. And Janeway's like, as she always does in this season, hey, I'm going to trust her because I'm the one who fucking recruited her. Yeah. So they go into Nazi headquarters. Just like Jen said, all of a sudden we see that, you know, uh, what, what Katrine does is, what Catherine Janeway does is she goes in, knocks out, there's a guy doing Morse code on some sort of mm-hmm. telecommunication thing. She knocks him out cold and she goes, look, Hey, Seven, plant bombs here. Yeah. I'm going to break down what they were trying to say. And Seven goes, yeah, 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 I'll do that. But d- but no, she doesn't. She instead is trying yeah. to help jam the signal. Because she knows. And it's very, again, very hard for us to understand because we're being tossed back and forth between like the real objective and the, the winning the war like we're Americans. winning the war. We understand that the actual stakes are what Seven is doing, which is jamming the signals. But we're like, man, we got to get them Nazis. We got to get them Nazis out. Gotta, gotta They're cramping our style gotta here in St. Clair. But speaking of, speaking of. Uh, the Nazis. The whole reason why they're doing this, the whole reason why they're taking out German communications is because they're trying to assist what the Americans have planned. And we haven't yet seen the Americans. We have not. Until this moment. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Hashtag thirst. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jen was all about so the let's, thirst let's here. Let's see which crew members we haven't yet caught up with. Oh, how? 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 How about a little fella named Chakotay? Oh, Chakotay. How about hey. a little... Hey, Chakotay. Hey. I see you, Chakotay. I see you. How about a little fella named Tom Paris? Tom uh, Perry. And it's Chakotay and Tom Paris in a tent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In... Baby, baby girl. Baby girl. Chakotay and Tom Paris in uniform. In a tent. In a tent. It's broke back. <sighs> World War II. Mama. Ugh. Okay, so. <laughs> Jen is having moments. So they're, they're stationed right outside of St. Clair, which is the, the French town where all this is taking place. Oui. Which, you know, by textbook explanation, Te- textbook explanation, this is actually, historically speaking, a pivotal town during World War II in France where resistance was mounted. Where Chicote was so hot? This is all, yeah, also that and always. And Tom Paris was hot? Forever. <laughs> What's happening? I, it was, it's, in, it's in your textbooks. So yeah, just go look. See, Chakotay and Tom Paris won <laughs> World War II. That'd be amazing. So anyway, 
So, um, so Chicote expresses a very like a really valid concern. He says, you know, we actually haven't gotten any communications out of St. Clair. We we've been broadcasting over the radio um, these objectives, but we don't know if anybody in there has received the messages and if they're acting on it. We have no idea, right? Tom Paris's character, Bobby, right? But, of course. You know, a good old American boy Space named Bobby. Dylan Bobby. Yep, who's standing at attention in front of Chicote. He says, well, you know, um, I spent some time in St. Clair, and I would not rule out that town's resilience, and I would not rule out their resourcefulness. Chicote immediately calls him on it. Okay. He says, he says, okay, let me guess. You spent a summer in St. Clair. You met a pretty girl. You ate some snails, and you fell in love. And that's why you all of a sudden think you're an expert on St. Clair, right? Tom's like, yeah. <laughs> What's so wonderful Tom. about these other world experiences, it's not just this, but somehow the writers are always so fucking clever in tying it back to Bellana and Tom yes. needing to be together. Yes, right? And so as soon as like you, po- it points out that, oh, God, girl, you just derailed me so hard. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you just derailed me. Yeah! Because it's true in every single scenario that we do where, like, everybody's minds are wiped. You got Yeah. Every time their minds are wiped and they forget who they are, Tom and Bolana always seem to remember that they're meant to be together. They find each other. They find each other. It's like destiny. It's like through multiple, it's the whole, through multiple lifetimes, you know, different timelines. Like, these two just are always brought back together to have a moment. Just having a moment. on. Sex. Anyway. Okay. So. Okay. So, so Chakotay calls out Tom Paris. He's like, so that's what happened, right? And Tom's like, yeah, pretty He's much. He's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, but you know me. what? It's good enough for Chakotay. He's like, you know what? Let's drink to that. Let's count on the St. Clair, the people of St. Clair to be doing what they should be doing. And uh, we're going to carry on as planned. So Janeway, all of a sudden, we see Katrine as Janeway, mm-hmm. noticing that Seven isn't setting off the charges. Now, again, no. remember that seed was planted by Tuvok at the beginning that, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, she could be a double spy. She could be helping the Nazis. Yeah. And you know what? She's, you know, she's doing shenanigans enough where all of a sudden Katrina isn't hap- isn't no. having it. Now, I mean, she's 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 in a wall messing mm-hmm. with technology. Now we need to be clear that also what we've been we're, we're getting cuts to and from Voyager and also within the simulation. Yeah. And the person that they were going to deactivate next after Seven was Janeway. Yeah. And we see the doc finagling with shenanigans. Yeah. Um, in sick bay trying to get Janeway online. Mm-hmm. Um into the real world. So we're at this pivotal moment where all of a sudden Janeway's like, hey, Seven, what the fuck? And Seven's like, beep, boop, boop. Ignore me. I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Right? She's Just, like, she's the worst at trying to... <laughs> nothing to see here. Legitimately. She's the worst. Like, if you need someone to, like, help you out in a, in a pinch, do not ask Seven because no. she's not gonna... She has no poker face. She got no poker face. Yeah. Poker face. Yeah, exactly. And but luckily, in the nick of time, yeah. as soon as Janeway is about to ready to fire on whom she thinks is a Nazi ally. Yeah, she says, "What are you doing?" Seven's like, "Nothing." She's yeah, like, it's "Legit." <laughs> what? Meanwhile, Seven's working on a panel Nothing. that's like not of of this yeah. world's technology. And Janeway makes the only conclusion that she can as a person who's in the you know like World the War Two area in the war effort. She says, "Oh my God, you're." You're sending a message to the Nazis. God damn it. And like Seven can't even, Seven cannot even be bothered to deny it. She can't even. She's like, no, 
uh, just go I'm, away. I can't right now. Do Listen, think whatever you want. Whatever. I'm I'm doing my thing. Legit. Legit. And and Janeway's like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to shoot you now. I'm going to shoot you. Because you are obviously a Nazi. You are a Nazi. You're and a I Nazi. do not have time for you. I don't like you. I don't like you right now. Yeah. So she's about to shoot her in her Nazi head when her... Beep, boop, boop. Beep. She is now... All of a sudden, she <laughs> comes to... She's hashtag woke. She's hashtag woke. Yeah. So basically what happens is the doc succeeds, as does Seven and... Janeway's neural interface is completely wiped and she comes to and she goes seven. Yeah. And at seven goes, it's about motherfucking time. Yeah. And um, Janeway is human and has <laughs> and has has some knowledge of World War Two because she does seem like she would have been a very good student of history. A yep. plus. Students. A plus. Dean's list. Yep. A for Admiral. Stop right now. I know. So Janeway. Uh. So Jane, oh my God, this wine is working. So Jane <laughs> realizes, hold on, we're in World War II. We're in World War II. We happen to be in the German headquarters. My hair is amazing. The Americans have just arrived. Yeah, Americans. <laughs> we're about to get blowed up. Oh shit. Oh shit, we better run. Uh, we better jump. Yeah, that's true. Because what's end- what, what ends up happening, right, is uh, Chakotay and Paris are like, look, we're going to send in the, the the airplanes. Yep, the airstrike. The airstrike. So, so they show up. They're like just bombing and shooting the heck out of the German headquarters. Janeway and Seven are like, who are actually now properly Janeway and Seven, are like, we need to get the F out of here. And they run out. And we see one of the first, I think, one of the first like special, like one of the first high budget explosions ever in Voyager because that building blows up and we get the quintessential like two people jumping away from the explosion Oh my gosh, it was so diehard. I was so excited. It's this sense of these women are legitimately in their own action. Action They're Indiana Jones. They're like fucking Indiana Jones. This This is a almost a cliched action shot. But different gender. Different gender. It's so crazy. It's amazing. It's it's ground. People, again, god damn it, why don't people give Voyager credit? It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Okay, so <laughs> so what's uh, what's important to note is that yes, safety protocols have been turned off, and oh. hollow emitters have been um, have been um, strewn around Voyager to 5, the point 000 where five thousand extra square. Feet. Oh my god, to the point where photons and force fields, right? Actually, are tangible, right? So anything that happens in the hollow deck actually has tangible, palpable effects. And this if you die ex- in the matrix. Yep, exactly. And this explosion that uh, blows this building up also blows a hole in the side of the hollow deck that uh, creates a, a massive gaping egress into the rest of Voyager. Um, ten points for using egress, but more importantly, you see how they've expanded. Yeah. This this holodeck program. Yeah. And it's bananas. Oh, it's bananas. Bananas! Because what this means is now everybody that's in this simulation, from the Nazis to the American troops to the German forces to the Allied forces, they now have a hole that they can exit into Voyager. Of course. And they can actually exist outside of the holodeck because there are hollow emitters all over that motherfucker. That's it. As long as the hollow emitter, emitters exist, mm-hmm. they can exist. And yeah. 
as far as everyone is programmed, mm -hmm. this is the lay of the land. Yeah, and Harry literally tells the Herogen that he's communicating with, who's you know who's over like who's being the manager of him, the overseer. He tells him like, "You wanted a war. You've literally brought World War Two onto the decks of well, Voyager." Well, and and let's also be clear: the conundrum that this lead in charge Herogen is facing is: Do I want to reset the program? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to let it play out? Yeah. And he wants to let it play out. But the reality is, in doing that, he has to let everything exist as yeah. it is right now. So uh, what what's really fascinating in our zeal for relaying the plot is that we never... So we got to do a little bit of a... a we're going to rewind a little bit just, just to, little. Show, to show you why the Herogen are even doing this. Because it's fascinating, right? Yes. Yes. So this particular... Herogen, who is the commanding officer of this unit that has taken over um, Voyager, he's a he's a really progressive type, right? That's what's fascinating. He has this entire speech that he gives, which is very, very valid, and I'm just going to really give you the Cliff Notes version of it because it's it's a massive speech that he, it's a monologue. Which will be tested. Yeah, it's a monologue. He basically says, validly, we've built our society, the Herogen, right, on the concept that the hunt is everything. And the problem with creating like all of our honor systems around the idea that the hunt is everything is that the Herogen have hunted so many different species to extinction that they have to keep expanding out further into the, the quadrant to find new and interesting prey. Their species is getting fanned out across the Delta Quadrant. Um, they're bloodthirstily, if that could be a word, okay. um, chasing prey to the point where they're no longer concentrated. They're actually losing themselves as a society. When you become fixated on the goal yeah, and you lose sight of what it's actually doing yeah. to, in this case, your species, yeah, entirely debilitating. They, and that's why he's groundbreaking in what he thinks. Because what he thinks is that if he can find a way to create... Uh, a simulation that feels like the hunt using Voyager's holodeck technology. You can make fake cocaine. Yeah, basically. You can call back all of the Herogen that are spread out in various corners of the Delta Quadrant back to one centralized place. They can all have a society again, an actual civilization, an, actually go an actual governing body, and they can be a people again, and they can still satisfy their need for the hunt, all concentrated in one space. And the key to that being satisfying is that the holographic representation of the prey has to be believable. So the prey has to be complex. Well, and aside from that, again, that's why the safety parameters are turned off. Mm -hmm. It is the sense of every everything feels real. It has to. Otherwise, his the Herogen will reject his idea. And that's why you see him trying so hard. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, we start with this Klingon simulation. It's yeah. not good enough. So he's trying to yeah. convince him, look, we have this World War II simulation. Oh, and girl. <gasps> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and I'm almost, I'm both sad and happy that they made this reference, right? Um, and I'm just going to nerd out a little bit here. Do it. Um, in the speech that he gives, he says, the next simulation, simulation that we're going to run after um, the Nazi simulation, we plan to run the si simulation for um, an incident known as Wolf 359, right? Now, in, the star in Star Trek canon, this is a really, really big deal because Wolf 359 is a, a situation in the next generation where the Borg, 
This is so, it's like amazing. The Borg had actually um, assimilated uh, Picard, right, and turned him into Locutus, and they had mined his brain. For, they assimilated all of assimilated all of his knowledge, and they used his knowledge to destroy a huge like portion of Starfleet. Like it was a massive, massive massacre that was Picard's fault, right? So it's like. So the fact that he pointed it out, you're almost like, oh, man, I want to see that simulation. <laughs> I want to see the simulation where Janeway and the crew of the Voyager. Oh, my God, that'd be so fucking tight. So tight. Therein lies the whole issue of like, I, w- I wish they hadn't mentioned it because you want to see. Look at Jackie's reaction. You want to see that. Guys. But also, you know, I'm glad. Guys, they, the sex I'm, scene would be lit. <laughs> I'm glad they mentioned it because it brings like the rest of the Prime Universe into you know, into what's happening with, with Voyager. Absolutely. But he basically says, um, we we want, you know, the next simulation we would run would be this, right? And it's important because the Borg plays into it. Anyway, so anyway, he, he mentions it. So you know that they're serious about running the most epic, most iconic war simulations in all of history. They back what the, the gift of what Voyager allows is it yeah. backs Voyager into a corner and it really shows people for what they really are. Yeah. And the Herogen bring that out and the, you know, yeah. we touched upon it at the beginning of our podcast, mm-hmm. but the real, the this, this chief Herogen, his big thing is he wants to back the human species into a corner to figure out how they tick. Yeah. Because to know your goal prey, here. Yeah. You, you have to know them inside and out. Yeah. And that's what he finds is so fascinating about it. It's like this is the first opportunity he's had to be able to really get an in-depth look at his prey. Yeah. Usually he goes as far as he can and then he kills them. Yeah. He m- mounts their his bones on his RV yeah. and he goes on about his business. Yeah. And this is the first time he can kill them bring them back, put them in a different scenario, and know them even more. So he's got goals now to know humans. He's got goals. He's got goals. He's got goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. His next goal is to know Borg. I mean, and to know how they fight. And in one of the most iconic battles, one of their greatest victories. Fuck! I wish... uh, I'm so drunk now. (laughs) But I almost... I wish... I Never mind. It doesn't matter. We We digress. digress. (laughs) Oh my god, mind melts. Stop right now. So so here we are. Um, World War II has now spilled onto the decks of Voyager. Right? The people that have been unplugged from the Matrix are Janeway and Seven. That's it. They know what's going on. They do. And Janeway knows that she needs to deactivate the neural interface of everybody else in the crew in order to win this fight against the Herogen. That's the real fight. The real so, fight. So Seven and Janeway know the real fights against the Herogen. Everybody else thinks that the Germans have created this crazy base. Yeah. And now they're seeing... So what you see in this episode... What you see at this point is you see the, the Voyager decks have yeah. been fucked up with. And however, everybody within the simulation still thinks that these Voyager decks belong to the Germans and the Germans are creating some sort of crazy weaponry. Yeah. Chakotay actually says like in his World War II 19... Hotness? uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at what is hilarious, which is this hole that's been blown in the German... Legit. A rip in time and space that looks into the the decks of Voyager. Literally. And he says... This is some secret German compound. 
There's only one conclusion I can draw. Yeah. This is some German shit. This is some German shit. <laughs> this is some Nazi shit right here. This is some Nazi. This is some crazy Nazi shit, right? So they're God still damn crazy Nazi shit. So they're still fighting the the World War Two, right? Seven and Janeway are fighting against the Hirogen. We catch up with Tom and Bellana. Tom and Bellana! I spilled wine on myself. I'm so happy right now because in this battle, oh my god, um, Hallmark time. Let's go. Tom has actually been reunited with his beloved Brigitte. Unexpectedly, yeah. Whatever his name is, Buddy. But Bo- Bo- I don't Bobby? care. Go, it doesn't go matter. With it. He had described <laughs> to Chakotay the fact that this girl had broken his heart. They had exchanged right, the snails thing. They had they had exchanged letters, and suddenly the communication stopped. So now he's reunited with her as part of the resistance. Right? He's sitting her, with her in a tent. In a tent, Jackie. Where all the best things happen. We're so drunk. <laughs> so so he sits down with her she's in full codebreaker mode she's like interpreting like you know broadcast she's doing she's her try job. hard y'all yeah she's, she's try in try hard. hard mode and he basically sits down with her he's kind of in the game but he goes you owe me a postcard no so Don't they start they have Paris. they have the most charming conversation about how they had Made out in a theater watching a Mae West movie, right? How she doesn't remember the movie. She doesn't remember but the movie. But she remembers the kiss. She rem- and who wouldn't? My God, look Jen, at his- you haven't even had it. Look at his Jen stuff. Fucking American face. God damn it, Jen. So it's why did you do this? It's important because why is it important? Because he- he's a little heartbroken because she's pregnant. <laughs> Right. Well, this is, and this is when the big reveal happens. Oh my God. He says to her, like, well, you know, uh, I understand, you know, I lusted after you. When the war started, I sent after you. I sent you a postcard telling you that you should. I made arrangements for you to get the fuck out of France so you could be with me in America. America. But you obviously have found someone else, right? And she goes, and she tells him, no. I didn't. Uh, there is no one else. There's been no one else but you. There's, there's been, been no, no one else. else. This was a German officer who took a fancy to he took a shine he took a shine to me and I saw an opportunity. I got knocked up for access. I got knocked up for the resistance. Can you for the horde? Y'all. So <laughs> y'all. So the Rebel Alliance. So hot. So we have this sweet little moment, this wartime moment with the two of them. Jackie has started crying. <laughs> I can't right now, you guys. Um, you guys, would you get knocked up for the resistance? Really? Know. Nah, you're not Balana. Would you legit. have sex with the fucking Nazi? Just for the resi- for, for access? The, to beat the Nazis? To beat the Nazis? Jesus. Think what about a, that. What a trooper. Balana? Ten points what for a Gryffindor. So anyway, so... Jane, Janeway, back on Voyager. <laughs> so back on Voyager. Back on Voyager. There's, there's uh, an interesting interplay now between things that are holographic that actually now have real world effects on Voyager. And Janeway has a satchel of dynamite. Holographic dynamite. But nonetheless, because there are hollow emitters all over Voyager, it's actual fucking dynamite now. Remember, the safety protocols are off. This, off. Is, this is probably the most pivotal thing instrument mm-hmm. ingredient in the whole what the fuck that's yes. going on right now is the fact that anything that happens is happening it in happens. real time so she teams up with chakotay right 
she has to play up the ruse, which is, yeah, uh, we're uh, doing something to beat the Nazis. That's now we totally have what's to, happening. And, and just to be clear, the minute that they, they come to, they've lost all uh, memory of what they've done before. Yeah. So when, when Seven came of... She when 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 Seven came to, she was like, "What the fuck am I doing? I'm saying right." Yeah. The only reason that Janeway knows what she's doing is because she is human and she has some rec- vague recollection of what happened yes. during World War Two. So she's able to communicate with um Chakotay. with Lute- Lieutenant or I don't know what his rank is in the um, American he's Army. Commander Commander Chakotay. He's Commander Hotness in, in a way that he understands, right? Yes, and so. From his point of view, she's just a sassy, gung ho. Y'all, dude, that fucking exchange was lit as fuck. A gung ho woman, a French woman who's gung ho about the resistance. Dang, so girl, you, 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 you gung ho. Wow, girl. girl, she's like, I got a little gung ho in me. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, um, clearly you haven't met girls from France. So what's really great about this is what we just experienced with Belana and Tom, which is the the romance exists between the two of them. There's a little bit of the romance between Chicote, Commander Chicote, and um, and Janeway, who Why he doesn't they know have is a baby. It was so cute. <laughs> he doesn't realize it's not Katrine. So she she strings him along, says, you know, we're gonna go fight some Nazis, and. <laughs> He's climbing through Jeffrey's tubes, like discovering how much he thinks that this woman is amazing. And they go and they do what they they set out to do, which is they set off the dynamite in a way that uh, disrupts all the neural interfaces. Well, we need to. But remember, so here's the thing is, is Janeway and Seven are in the know, but they have to weave this plot around these people who aren't. Yeah. And part of their tour... Yeah. Of trying to figure out how to disarm everything is they going to Klingon country. Oh yeah, where where Neelix has been placed in this Klingon simulation. Yes. Yes. Um where I forget what happens. Well, the bottom line is is basically Janeway has to leave Chicote there. Yeah. While she goes and disarms everything in Sick Bay. Yeah. But she basically is trying the reason that we keep coming back to the Klingons is we know they're warriors. Yeah. Ugh. We know Neelix is there. I can't Huh, I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. I mean, it away. it's 20 years. It's 20 but plus it's, years. But it's, but it's, it's still pivotal. leading up to something amazing. So the reality is, is Janeway's like, look, Chakotay, you stay here with your hotness. I'm going to go take care of shit in sick bay. Yeah. But you you try, basically, the, the idea is that the Alliance, at this point in time in St. Clair, they need help. They need help. And the help is going to come in the form of Batleth. Oh Toten, yeah, so we're gonna motherfuckers. We're definitely gonna get there. She's we're so smart. There. She's she's so, so smart. Oh, she, she's we need to supplement the Allied troops. We d- do in order to protect the members of the Voyager crew that are still stuck in the simulation exactly. land. Exactly. So meanwhile, she blows up the thing, thereby liberating all the minds of um, the Voyager crew, so that everybody in the Voyager crew um, becomes aware of the fact that they're. The crew of the Voyager. She gets shit done. She yeah. gets shit done. Janeway goes in. She's yeah. like, bye bye, motherfucker. And she basically blows stuff up. But she gets apprehended in that moment. And she ends up having a uh, sit down, dick swinging, swinging contest with um, the commander of the Herogen. So which good. we'll get back to in a second. Go for it. Because we want to we wanna bounce back into World War II. What are we doing, Jen? Where um, the American troops and the resistance have all been um, have been taken hostage by the Germans, right? Immediately after their interfaces deactivate. So they're pretty lost. 
They're like, hold on, wait a second. So we all know who we are now, but now these Nazis have basically like apprehended us and taken us hostage. It's hilarious. But Janeway gets a face-to-face with the chief Herogen. Yeah, she gets to understand, she gets to hear what his whole deal is right now. What's his deal? She's like, bro, What's your major malfunction? What's your major malfunction, bro? And they, they square off. It's so hot because he's trying to threaten her and she's like, nah. Oh, she could, y'all, like, Jane, wait, do not, do not try to fight her. No, he says, why don't I kill you? He says, I'll kill you if you don't bend to my will. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to just deal with whoever's next in command. Mm. Yeah. And she says, like, that person is going to say the same thing that I'm going to say, which is we would rather fucking die we're gonna fucking die. We'd rather fucking die than let you have our ship. Voyager, be ride or die, bitches. Let's come to the table and talk. What is your deal here? And he explains to her, we are learning our prey. We, in, he's like, in your hollow deck technology, I see the salvation of our species. Well, that's the key point, is that he, right, this chief Herogen, realizes that they're, Efforts as a species, as a Herogen species, are going to eventually play out. Yeah. And so he's trying to find a way to save his species. Yeah. And he sees it in the technology that yeah. is within Voyager, which are these hollow programs. Yeah. So immediately Janeway goes, look, bro, mm-hmm. we can help you out. Yeah. You save us. We'll give you the technology. Yeah. Stop this shit. Stop. Stop with the shit. And, and we'll help you out. And here's the best thing about Star Trek <laughs> in general, in right? General. Is that at the end of the day, right, diplomacy is going to win out. You guys. In a time of war, it. diplomacy that's is going to win out. So she says, I will call, like, let's call a ceasefire. Let's stop yep. this bullshit. Let's, let's do a truce, yo. You don't, need, you don't need to be doing this to my crew. In exchange for the ceasefire, I will give you the technology. Because you know what, buddy? Your cause is noble. I, I get it. She's like, I get it. I get it. I understand. We're I, actually, this whole, level. Time, this whole time we've been on the same page, brah. 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 I look fancy in a turtleneck, but I feel you. Yeah. Okay. I feel you, brah. So that's what's happened there. Okay. <laughs> Back in World War II, the, the crew is there. They're all woke as fuck, right? <laughs> and um, Belana has no idea what's going on. And her Nazi lover... He's like, <laughs> he's like, you, Brigitte, get up. And he talks to her. He's like, ugh. Like, so you were part of the resistance the whole time. How dare you How dare you against my For mind. him, the heartbreak and the betrayal is real. The mother of his Nazi child has been part of the resistance the whole time. And Balana is like, if you say so. You guys, woke <laughs> Balana is the best thing on the planet. She's so sassy. She has, She's so, she gives has no fuck. This guy is like pouring his heart out. Like, how dare you? And she's like, uh, if you say so, I have no idea what's going she's on. She's like, you can be upset. I really could care less right, right. now. And I'm, is, I'm carrying 20 pounds in my stomach right this, now. It's not comfortable. This holographic baby is giving me cramps. Legit. So, my favorite thing about... This is my second favorite moment in all of this. Good, because you said you already had a favorite moment. Yeah, this is my second favorite. Is that um, he basically says to her, like, 
ugh, you're so, you disgust me now, basically. I'm paraphrasing, right? And Tom steps up to the plate. <gasps> because we now, Jen. we're Jen, not, we're not we talking go. about Bobby. We're talking about Tom now, right? Jen, keep your clothes on. I can't. Oh, no! Look, I'm already down to my bra. Stop! Now, nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, Tom steps up and he's like, hey, dude, watch what you're saying. He's like, dude? hey, bruh. Bruh. Step off. That's step my off. woman. Yo. Right? Calls him a pig. He calls him a pig because the guy's like, he's like, ugh, do you find her as attractive as I used to find her? And then he looks at her and he says, you know, I enjoyed our nights together or whatever, right? And Tom calls him a pig and gets in his face. Now the best, listen, listen, everybody. It's easy to get lost in this world of romance and Is war. Is it though? Is it though, Jen? But you got to remember that <laughs> Tom Paris knows better. He should, Right. This is not a Nazi. This is a Nazi that's been... This is a hologram that's been programmed to believe that it has had sexual relations with Brigitte. Holograzzi. It's a holograzzi. And none of this shit actually happened. (laughs) But Tom feels the need to get so defensive in the name of Bolana's honor. He gets in this this holographic Nazi's face and says, You pig. Right? Basically risking his own life because the Nazi clearly is going to react by putting a pistol in Tom Paris's face. Again, remember, the safety protocols are, are turned off. off. Tom, it's not real. Tom, Tom you're going to get shot, bro. <laughs> but it's just then that like the ceasefire is called. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So just a big deflation. They, the, all the Herogen inside the simulation get the message. Guess what? It's a ceasefire. Y'all, we figured it out. I got to talk with Janeway. We're going to get this technology on board. Yeah, let's all stop. It's time to just stop this shit. So you'd think it'd be over. You would think. So everyone leaves the room. It's fine. Like, they literally just disperse. It's like, you know what? Game over. It's done. So they all disperse. The Nazi, the Holonazi. Holograzzi? What'd Holo- you call him? We're gonna, I, well, he's a legit Holonazi. Yeah, he is. He's Nazi. Right. And he actually um, now yes. is left alone with the uppity Herogen. Uppity Herogen. The uppity Herogen who's just been itching for some blood at this point. Y'all, he's fed up with this fucking this monopoly. some bullshit right this here. This DZ Discovery Zone. He's just done. He's done. And the the Nazi actually describes to him the Nazi philosophy, which... Obviously, he has to filter, the Herogen has to filter through Herogen philosophy, but it, it touches something in him. It legitimately says something along the lines of, we are superior. This is our birthright. This is our birthright. Killing is our birthright. Purifying the race is our birthright, right? And Herogen, uppity Herogen is like, you know what? Yeah. If it justifies what I need to do, yeah. then I will take that mantle up. He's like, you are Nazi. I'm Herogen. And what the Herogen do? Is murder. They murder. They hunt. They, and all of this, like, pretending we're Nazis, studying our prey. It's bullshit. This is bullshit. We need to get to to the core of what we do. We infiltrated this ship. It's time that we take our fucking trophies. So he basically goes in (laughs) like a fucking asshole. And Jan- it's it's really sad, actually. This was yeah. a, a moment that I didn't necessarily think I'd be so heartbroken about. <sighs> but Janeway is there with Chief Herogen, whom she has finally connected with. They've come to an accord. They've come to an accord. The ceasefire has happened between them. She's like, look, bro, I'll give you the technology. You give me my ship back. 
And just when we thought this fucking episode would be over, <laughs> motherfucking uppity Hiroja comes in and brat, 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 shoots his captain. He shoots the commander. He shoots his shoots own him commander. Dead. And then stares motherfucking Janeway <gasps> in the eye and goes, you're my prey. Yeah. Run. Run. Oh my god. She, she's Run. like she's got a fucking bullet in her leg like fucking Teddy Roosevelt, y'all. And she just stares at him. Oh, Kate Mulgrew. Fucking get get those Emmys, girl. This is Get this those is, Emmys! Now it's this is actually die hard. You guys, it's so fucking die it's like hard. He had glass in his feet. She has a bullet in her leg. She got a bullet in her leg, y'all. So she runs. She she's runs like, away. You know she has nothing. No, you know what? This is I'll play your game. She runs. She's she she becomes the prey. Oh, this episode is so good. Can we just take a moment to say this episode is so good? The stakes when you think oh. they're they're done, they keep getting higher. They keep getting higher. They keep getting higher. Bad things are happening. You guys. Because now the ceasefire is no longer a ceasefire. You guys, the ceasefire Jay, happened and then it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Vo- on Voyager, what? Janeway is running from a predator, a Herogen, who is hunting her down. Janeway's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Back in World War II, Back all of the woke Voyager crew members, right, are now um, completely surrounded by Nazis. Oh, the worst. Rude. The worst. God damn it. Yeah. But, Rude. But thank fucking God, Janeway's plan that she, the little seed that she had planted earlier is working and neelix realizes through the help of chakotay or was it chakotay no the doc the doc that's it it was the doc so remember because the doc is a holographic program because there's hollow emitters everywhere at this point he can be jumped anywhere anywhere on the ship because of the fact that they've expanded the hologrid essentially yep and the doc tells neelix who's now in klingon land hey You know what would really help out, bro? If you take command of the Klingons and you get them to help out the Allied forces. And we should make oh, make Jesus note Christ. is that prior to getting woke, Neelix was captain of the Klingons. Yeah, he that was who he was playing in the simulation. He was he was the commander of this Klingon um like faction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So now in World War Two, right, the Nazis have surrounded the Voyager crew. They're, they've put them into a firing squad. They're going to shoot them. Not like this. Not like this. Don't end like this. <laughs> no. This is how Void, This is how Tom Paris, Chakotay, and Tuvok are going to die. Being shot by Nazis. Not, not, not Tuvok. Like this. He's too stylish right now. Not like this. Not like this. And fortunately for us, not like this. Because no. Neelix, Neelix comes through and we have a moment. Oh, I'm going to die. <sighs> we have a moment. Where the the Nazis are about to be Nazis, and they get swarmed by the Klingons. Can we talk about how much we love Star Trek right now? Klingons versus Nazis. Yo, and that is where my brain exploded. Yo, that is where my brain exploded. Yo, you get some of the most notorious, nefarious killers in all of history, and you pit them against some of the greatest. Warriors in Warriors. all of the universe. No one, no one can top Klingons versus Nazis. So here we go. Klingons versus Nazis. Let's go, baby. They get in there like swimwear. Let's go. 
like, get in there and sleep like swimwear. Get in there. They, they, you have you have Klingons fighting the Nazis. You have Janeway outsmarting the Hirogen who is hunting her. So there's this persnickety Hirogen, right? And he's chasing Janeway. Gave her a, a, a start. Head start. Yeah. Now remember, because the safety protocols are off. We blew a hole in 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 this Nazi headquarters, mm-hmm. which blew a hole in essentially in the Voyager holodeck. Mm-hmm. So she's running for her life with a gimp leg because she's got a fucking bullet in her leg. Yep. And she notices that there is a person that is part of the hollow program who after a certain point in the grid is invisible. Yeah. So what she realizes is that any part of the holographic weaponry. Yeah. Anything. Um, anything. It does not exist past this point. Yeah. So she pulls him out of existence and she jumps into that area herself. She stations herself in this place where the holograms are um, deactivated. Exactly. And she lures in the Herogen who's hunting her into that space exactly. by being plaintive. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you see her being completely... Um, uh, acquiescing to what he wants. She's like, please victim. don't kill me. She's 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 playing the victim card. Like, so he gets closer. Me. He gets closer. I I I can be of value. I can be of service. I can be of use. And as soon as he gets over to her side of he the crosses holo- that threshold. Uh, uh, yep, crosses the threshold. His gun that he was carrying no longer relevant because that was a, a World War Two rifle. Any again, any weaponry that existed in World War II is considered a hologram. So yep. if you pass that threshold, you're dead. Yep. And she, he crosses the threshold. The weapon is immediately removed from the picture, and she's able to, uh, she's subdue able to him. Subdue him. So like hot, a motherfucker. Motherfucker. So the way this whole conflict ends, of course, is now she holds all the cards. She has the the rifle. Cause Janeway's big. She backs him into a corner, right? Back in the corner being the edge of what is a World War II simulation. And um, she says, don't do anything stupid, nah. Listen, brah, don't do, no, don't, don't do anything stupid, nah. Don't do anything stupid, nah. Let's, like, your commander had a good idea. Let's just go with it. Yo, bro. Yeah. And he he's like, no, I'm not having none of that shit. And he, like... I forget what he does, but he lunges at her or something, forcing her to shoot him. Basically. Basically. She has to kill him. No remorse about it. Because you know what? This guy has crossed the line. He's been a bit of a motherfucker. He's been a motherfucker. And Janeway, and you know what? I don't know if we've ever seen Janeway kill somebody, but we certainly have in this instance. She ends it. She's like, let's end this. And she shoots him in his motherfucking Herogen chest. You guys, I mean... I don't think she's ever killed him. I can't remember, but this is a significant, a significant kill. She kills him, right? I don't know what season Equinox is in. Oh, that's true. That there was a kill in there, but she ends the war. She she ends, ends the war. Janeway ends World War Two yeah. for Voyager. Can we talk about that right now? Hey. Because it's, let's cheers that. Hey. hey, Janeway, I love you so much. So the whole the way the whole thing ends. Oh my god, I'm exhausted because this episode was so good. I honestly, so Jen, good. we were like, oh, it's going to be. A, we knew it was good. We didn't know it was this. Good. Oh my god, this episode was so fucking good. It had everything. It had Klingons fighting Nazis. We don't have enough wine for this it had, episode. It had love. It had love that transcended time, space, 
and like fucking reality. You guys, it brought back the Chakotay bro, like oh romance, my God. and we didn't even think you could. And it had Janeway's captainage at its finest. Because it the- had everybody at their finest. And I, we, I mean, we're at the end. So we need to point out that as soon as Janeway took control of the hub before she got, she met up with Captain Hirogen, she had talked to Kim about resetting. Yeah. So remember the reboot that Harry Kim was told not to do by the Hirogen, Janeway allows to execute. Yeah. She goes, look, you got to reset this program. So what ends up happening is aside from the Klingons coming in, as soon as Harry Kim, he got he gets eight minutes on the clock. Yeah. As soon as he resets the system, basically every single person that doesn't exist in real life as a human mm-hmm. tan- or a tangible being. Mm-hmm. A corporeal thing. Yeah. They disappear. Yeah. So we're all, so everything is restored. Exactly. And there's a little bit of narration that this, explains this, but we find everybody at an impasse. We have both the Herogen and the crew of the Voyager on the ship. Nobody's going to win this war. Isn't that fascinating? It's, no one's going to no win. No one wins this. No. No so, one wins this. Janeway takes it upon herself to extend an olive branch. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because she and the crew of the Voyager come um, face-to-face with the the now the commanding officer of the Herogen. Exactly. Remember, we're done. We 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 no longer have the Captain Herogen that we've talked about before. He's gone. We no longer have the persnickety Herogen. Yep. So right now we're left with basically the Herogen we saw in Sick Bay. Yeah. Just basically a guy. A who, guy. All he knows is the way the Herogen have operated before. Yes. And he's open to new ideas because No, exactly. He's he's honestly probably he you're absolutely right. The most open-minded Herogen we could yeah, have at Yeah, because he never imagined himself in this position. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, he's yeah. literally third string if yeah. we're talking about football. And he, he's, he's basically like, um, you know, steps up and him and Janeway meet in the hallway. And they're all backed up by their respective, you know, um, supporters. And Janeway says, uh, your commanding officer had a vision. And his vision was to expand... Um, was to enlighten and advance your species with the use of holodeck technology. And we have now been through a war against each other. Neither of us is going to win. And our olive branch to you now, you know, is the technology to build your own holodecks. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to decide now. But here it is. Here's the technology. And you guys... You know, it's up to you whether or not you want to carry out what his vision was. But this could save your species. Legitimately, she says, yeah. look, this, she honors her first off. Yeah, she honors. Oh, my God. First off, Captain Catherine Janeway, Bay of my life. She honors the original agreement, yeah. which was, here's the holographic technology Save your species. Save your species. And even if you don't save your species, you always want trophies. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. And that's where the episode ends. Legit. So beautiful. So good. They take it. And then Voyager goes on its merry way. This is, you know what's beautiful about this? Tell me. World War II. The way World War II has been romanticized in American history and American lore is that it brought out the very best of that generation, right? Okay. In in America, it brought out the very best in Americans, right? And because 
you know, Voyager was forced to go through World War II, you actually see the best of everybody. Of ev- you see everybody's strengths, right? And it, it kind of like, in like a really meta way, you see fucking the, it's the best. It's the best! <laughs> I can't. I'm literally now too drunk to be profound, but you guys get what I'm saying. You understand? The you perf- picking up what she's Look, dropping, yo? The profundity is being communicated. You are so wasted. <laughs> so wasted. So. Well, I ran out of wine, Jen. Tell me, has our wine reduced to buttery goodness? Ooh, baby girl, I cannot taste it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we are next week's episode or next episode know. you know what we're gonna have to take a turn for the whatever yeah this is pretty epic this you is know what pretty i'm gonna epic. go with yeah what's what, what's that girl i'm gonna go with that one where balana is a prophecy oh shit that's some dark ass shit girl girl i don't even know the name of it uh. but i'm gonna go for that episode where they crash and and uh, Bologna <gasps> becomes a prophet. That's right. And they do a play. They do a Roman play, Ooh, a Greek play. I love it. Let's do it. Thank you yes. for listening to our breakdown of what makes Voyager the best in the West. Yep. And I hope you learned a little bit more about why Nazis are the worst. You guys, it's kind of bad. Oh, and let's be clear. Janeway did punch some Nazis. She did punch some Nazis. She shot some. She smacked him with this weird wooden thing. Yep. It was great. And the Herogen told the Nazis they weren't shit. You guys, that was my favorite part. They were not shit. I'm legit. At the yep. end of the day, I don't care what you believe in. You're a human being and the Herogen will murder you. <laughs> so remember that. Yep. I'm Jacqueline Lopez. I'm Jennifer Zang. And this was Seven of Wine. You guys, stay sexy like Chakotay and Tom Paris in Tommy In a tent, in a tent, in a tent, in a tent, in a Jacqueline here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Seven of Wine. If you liked what you heard, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe there or on SoundCloud and make sure to follow us on all our social media. It's at Seven of Wine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Lopez out.